Welcome back to the Show Me Show podcast for episode... Cam, what episode is this? Do we have an idea? 77. Okay, double seven. Uh, I don't, I'm trying to think of who's number 77, but... Can't Probably think of some good linemen. That's about it. Yeah, uh, maybe Joe Thomas? No, he was anyway. 70 or 73. Anyway, on today's episode, we got... Uh, back to our normal episode after the the one on Monday, but so a little more normal. No rundown once again. Very busy once again. Hopefully we'll get one out next week. So we'll be recapping uh, the week four of the NFL, and we got our fantasy corner. And then I think we're going to talk a little bit in depth about the Mizzou game this weekend, considering it's like the biggest game in years for Mizzou. Um, definitely the biggest game in the Drinkwitz era. Uh, and we will both be there, so probably talk extensively about that and then we'll do our week five picks and then we'll we'll send you out of here so cam what do you want to talk about with week five anything that sticks out in particular or do you just want to run down the list here of the games well uh, week four excuse me yeah week four there i have some some side notes here um but i'm okay with just starting in green bay if you wanted if you want to do it like that okay uh I, we got to figure out what the hell we're doing in the first half because the last two weeks, the last two weeks against the Lions and against the Saints, we have been outscored 44-3 to in the first half. Uh, both games at home. We got to figure we – can't, we can't be doing that. Um, but the second half looked fine. It, it was just – it was such an insurmountable deficit going into halftime that there's really not much you could do um, – but it wasn't it wasn't terrible in the second half. It was good ball. But man, we gotta I mean, when you start off with a pick on the first play of the game, you know, you get the ball right in your red zone and you can't score a touchdown, that does not set a good tone for the game. So um am I worried about the Packers? No, not really, because I think I said on last week's show that this was one of the hardest games we're gonna have all year, top three hardest games. So I'm not too worried about as, as much as uh, like playoff aspirations, but if we're going to go any farther in the playoffs, we need to beat some of these teams and you know, it is what it is. Jordan Love still looked fine. He had some weird, weird decisions in the first half where he was throwing picks, but overall not bad. Um, once again, Detroit owns us. I think they're on a three game winning streak. They've won back to back years in Lambeau. So, I mean, we're kind of, we're kind of becoming the bears a little bit, but, Inverse. No, that's not even true, but whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought I enjoyed watching this game. I was a little surprised how much the Packers let it slip away in the first half. Because you're right, they just played good ball in the second half. Um, although there was another Clay Walker blunder master class, if you will. Um, and he, Which sucks because he's literally one of your best players, but he has had two unbelievable penalties now against the lions at home and uh the past two times you guys have played them um and well, the packers might just say, be a second half team uh, on that note the one this or this past week wasn't that bad it was leaping right it was it was something that you shouldn't have done right it was a dumb penalty but it wasn't like shoving a trainer that was just that might have been the stupidest play i think i've ever seen in my life so he is learning i guess he's He's getting smarter, stupid plays. Um. <laughs> yeah, I know that's a great point. I mean, yeah, it was just a 
a play that you know. I mean, he was just trying to make a play, really, and you can't really fault. You got to remember yeah. what you can and can't do at the NFL level. But yeah, he was just trying to make a play, and then um, yeah, Jordan Love. I thought he looked pretty damn good in the second half. Um, obviously, though, the first half, the Packers have been a lot like the Bengals and the Giants. Um, they just can't do anything in the first half, and uh, if your defense gives up some points because you play good teams, you know, like the Lions, um, you know, it's going to be tar- hard to come back. I mean, even against the Saints, they kind of dug themselves a pretty deep hole, able to get out of that one because it was only like 17 points. But like this one, uh, you know, against an even better team uh, with a much better quarterback and offense, you know, you just can't really do that. There was a point in the second half when I think they were down 16 the Packers, um, yeah. after their first touchdown and uh, in the second half. And I was like, okay, they actually – momentum has shifted. Um, Mo was on their side, and I think they can come back in this game. And it was a fight, but the Lions – I mean, it's not even like they ju- did just enough to win. They, like, did plenty to hold the Packers at bay and secure that one. So, um, yeah, David Montgomery, big yeah. game. Huge uh, game. One thing I do want to mention – this is why I'm not worried. This is our next five games. Uh, the Raiders, then we have a bye week. Broncos, Vikings, Rams, Steelers. The best team in that group is Rams or Steelers, and they're both mid at best. So that should be at least 4-1, and one, I'm thinking. At least, if not 5-0 and oh, during that stretch. So, Where's the Steelers game? Pittsburgh. Okay, that'll make it a little tougher. Um, for the Packers, but, yeah. uh, but yeah, we'll get to the Steelers here in a little bit. Um, yeah. but, uh, over to, uh, London. Yeah. Um, I'll Andrew be honest story. with you. I was not awake for this game. It had cleared by the time I had woken up, but, um, when I did wake up, and did see some of the highlights. I was very impressed. Uh, not with the game, um, but the Toy Story game kind of has some crazy technology. And I know they did this, I think, with hockey or something like that. But I I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Like, I don't know how they do the live animation in real time with the players. It was kind of crazy. Um, yeah. So that was pretty cool. I don't know how they did that, to be honest. But um, a wonder, another wonder. Um, Jags kind of just took care of business. Desmond Ritter starting to build this aura that he is. Uh, like, Desmond Shitter. Yeah, is. is Desmond Shitter and like the worst, one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL, one of the worst starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, and I can't really disagree right now. There was actually a funny meme um, that was going around. It was like, who's the worst NFL quarterback right now? And it was like Desmond Ritter, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, and then a fourth picture, a second picture of Desmond Ritter. So <laughs> it was pretty funny, but um, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, the lowest of the lows is throwing a pick six in the toy story style. I don't know if you've seen that. Um, yeah. That's like up there with the Russell Wilson throwing a pick down 35 three and Patrick, the star going, that's not what he wanted to cook. Like pick six in the toy story format. That's yeah. that type of level. It's just embarrassing. Yeah. That's like, 
missing the kick, um, one a game, uh, uh, an important kick in the Nickelodeon game, and it's just like that giant SpongeBob net, <laughs> and it just goes wide right or to the left of the SpongeBob net. You know, I mean, yeah, that not great. Although I think shout out to Nickelodeon, I think they have a broadcast for the Super Bowl this year, which is bonkers to me. I can't even imagine how much that would cost, but they have it. So, um, yeah. Uh, next game, Dolphins at Bills. It yep. happened. Uh, the Bills kind of shellacked them. They ran out of points. The Bills <laughs> ran out of – or the Dolphins ran out of points to score, I guess. Yeah, I tried telling you last week during the picks. I was like, you Miami did. coming off the high, the 70 points. Buffalo is a very good team. It was in Buffalo. I didn't expect this by any means, this much of a blowout. But, I don't know, Buffalo's been on a mission since they lost that week one to to New York. Their offense has just been on a tear, just punishing defenses. Um, it's kind of been insane. It didn't change here. It was just too much for Miami. Yeah, they just – I mean, they just couldn't keep up. But, I mean, even when they were keeping up, it was – you could tell it was much tougher for – the Dolphins to get on the board than for the Bills. So that's something to uh, keep in the back of our mind with picks going forward here for the Bills because, like you just said, they're just hot right now. I don't know I don't know what's going to stop them. So. Yeah, something about the Bills in the Josh Allen era, at least, is when they win, they cover the spread. Oh, like, they blow out the spread. Yeah. So if, if you think the Bills are going to win, take the alternate spread on them. I mean, that's <laughs> that's your best way to make money, honestly. And then bet the other team's money line, and you're guaranteed to win one of them. <laughs> so, um, Broncos at the Bears. This was a, this was sad, Luke. I'm not gonna lie. This was sad. It was 28 to seven Bears, and they lost 31 to 28. Sean Payton lost his sleeves. He Sean Payton sleeves. cut his sleeves at the half. Um, the Bears had a chance to make it 31-28 to 28 on like a fourth down and one and a half yards or so, and they ran a shotgun run play up the middle for nothing and uh, got stuffed, didn't kick the field goal. Broncos go down, kick the field goal, win 31-28. Huge deficit to overcome. You got to give it to them. But um, if you're the Broncos, you're, okay, you beat the 31st. Best team in the NFL? Maybe 30th? I don't know. I think the Panthers Not are probably even. better than the Bears. I don't know. It's hard to say, but um, really, really bad teams at, at play here. And uh, it's not even the Broncos here in the focus. It's just the Bears. How How are they this bad? How do they give up a lead that bad? Justin Fields, actually solid in this game, had an Horrendous fumble, but it was blindside. Um, I just can't believe it. Like the, the the franchise is in total disarray. You don't have a defensive coordinator. Your head coach, who hasn't, who's won barely any games, is calling the plays, uh, and he's supposed to be a defensive mind. Um, once again, the defensive coordinator. They don't even know why. We don't know why he had to leave, and nobody will say anything. Um, There's a lot of uh, suspicions, but no one, nothing's confirmed. Yeah, because they won't say anything. It's it's, it's all kept under wraps. Um, I don't know. I don't want to just go into the Bears because we don't know anything about what's – but it's just – it's mind-blowing to me 
as somebody, I don't hate the Bears. Uh, there's no real reason for me to hate the Bears. I have no connection to the franchise. I just watch NFL football. Steelers suck too right now. But it, it blows my mind how much disarray that that organization is in. Like you just it. I'm I'm trying to think of a close second. The Athletics maybe, but. Even them, I, uh, I that's just their owner is just a scumbag, and they're not trying to win. That's that's what that is. It's intentional bad. Yeah, the Bears are trying. And... Well, I don't know. At this point, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know if they're trying. I don't know if they're tanking or like they're tanking. But like you just said, I you they I weren't thought into they the weren't, year though. I thought they weren't trying to tank, but a month into the season, they pulled the plug. You know, it's crazy. I, I just it's it's mind blowing to me. So whatever. Next game. Uh Ravens at Browns. This was funny. I don't know what happened here, but just all of a sudden Deshaun Watson's not playing in this game. Yeah. And we get DTR, who I love. I love DTR. One of my favorite college quarterbacks to watch ever. This dude was hilarious in this game. He, I think he had three interceptions. I don't. He would just go off script all the time when they didn't need to go off script, and uh, he was just run, trying to run through people and doing all kinds of crazy shit, and it just didn't work. Um, yeah, there's a reason why this game was a blowout. Uh, Ravens, if they wouldn't have choked away that game against Gardner Minshew and the Colts, they'd be four and zero right now, and they should be four and zero. Um, yeah. And they have a stranglehold on the division right now, even though it's early. So, yeah, they're, they're certainly the front runners. Uh, their offense did fine. I I still am waiting for that explosive game from Lamar Jackson, though. Yeah, you know, he did. Have, we had four touchdowns this game, I think. Yeah, I think he yeah. accounted for pretty much all their. He was. This he was, was a game there every few minutes. The Ravens would be on red zone um, because it would like DTR would like throw a pick, and then the Ravens would go on offense and get into the red zone. And this was a game that you're just like, Lamar Jackson is literally just a freak athlete. I mean, the way he runs and like some of the balls he was placing, uh, like into the back of the end zone and stuff was just so perfect. It's just like, you know, I remember when people used to make fun of him for not being able, and some people still carry that narrative that he's a running back. But god damn, he sometimes just has pinpoint accuracy that just unreal athletes have. So yeah, um, he's he's a true dual threat QB. Yeah, um, Cincinnati at Tennessee. This is this is very reminiscent of the Baltimore Cleveland game, uh, in which it was just not a contest. Yeah, and Joe Burrow is very hurt, and so. <sighs> We have, I have a buddy who has Joe Burrow in fantasy, and he's like, well, should I start him? Should I start him? I'm like, well, give it until about week five. Usually the, the Bengals pick it back up around week five. Luke, I don't think they're going to pick it up in week five. Joe Burrow is really hurt. Um, they he's don't score any Achilles. points. They don't score any points. I don't think he has a passing touchdown yet. Um, so that's pretty crazy stat to have through four weeks. Um <laughs> 
And yeah. it's not that they're in disarray. I mean, they, they, they're they a good team. We've seen it the past two years, and they've started slow like this, but uh, they're awful. They can't score. Um, their defense isn't atrocious, but when the offense doesn't score at all, you have no shot. So um, I, I'm not going to be picking them for a little bit, I don't think, because, like I just said, Burrow's hurt. I feel like the backup – whoever that is, A.J. McCarron on the practice squad, could probably give them a better shot right now. I mean, he can't move. He's like Big Ben. He looks like a damn refrigerator. Yeah. Um, so a, He's like Big Ben, but he's not fat and old. Yeah. Like he's Big just, Ben had an excuse. He was fat and he was old. Yeah, exactly. Big Joe Burrow is in hurt. the middle of his prime. He just signed a $275 million deal. But granted, he is injured. This is reminding me of – we talk about this situation all the time on this show, but the Cleveland Baker. Brown situation with Baker. Yeah. Um, except that it would be a perfect scenario if this was happening last year because, I mean, obviously that happened the year before Baker um, was to sign the big contract. But he's got the same injury that Aaron Rodgers had in uh, the preseason. And then, of course, Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles. That's going to – if Joe Burrow takes a – kind of a gross sack it's it's going to be achilles and then then they're really done and that's it's over and that would just be shocking i think for that that team <laughs> you know i had them win the super bowl and yeah they can't score so yeah i mean what are you gonna do but uh this was kind of a derrick henry master class uh, a couple touchdowns a throwing touchdown as well, which is always cool to watch Derrick Henry do it. I kind of hope this is the start of Derrick Henry's, like, where once we get colder, they just start running the ball a lot more, and they just run through people. I just like Derrick Henry. So I kind of hope that that's what happens. Um, but, yeah, that, that was a no contest as well. Um, this game was really sweet. Uh, Rams were up 23 to nothing in Indianapolis. And the Colts close. came roaring back. Yes, Colts came roaring back, tied it up, 23-23. Um, go to overtime. Rams hit the ball. They scored a touchdown on a huge uh, Puka Nakua play. Um, that was a really sweet catch and run, by the way. His first NFL touchdown on his 39th catch, which is also kind of crazy that he, hadn't, that he hadn't scored yet. Um, but – the Rams up 23-0, let them all the way back in the game. Anthony Richardson, man, I mean, if they don't get in that hole, I mean, we're talking about this guy and being the, the best rookie quarterback right now, and he still is pretty close. I mean, he he's just been dynamite. Now, the, the big thing here that me and Luke pointed to last week, and Luke just brought it up, is the roof was closed. And so our pick was if the roof is closed, we've got the Rams. So we were right. But the bigger thing here at play is, Luke, why was the roof closed? It was a perfectly sunny day in Indianapolis. Why did Jim Hurst say close the roof? That's the thing that we don't know the answer to. And if the roof is open, Chargers or the, the Colts never get in that hole and they win that game. So that's what it's true. That's what that's, we that's just don't get it. The roof's open. We're picking the Colts. Yeah. Um, but I mean, even. That's that's all the boost they needed. I mean, they went to overtime. They just needed a slight boost, and they would have won. Exactly. Um, I, I don't know. 
I guess. I mean, the, the the Colts are still tied for first. That AFC South division is just perfect right now. Um, it's perfectly AFC South. Two, two, all, two, two, and two. They're all yeah. two and two. Uh, that's just that's the most perfect AFC South thing ever. Um, to all be mid. So I yeah. nothing to worry about. You're still in the division hunt, um, and your rookie QB is showing a lot of flashes. So yeah. Um, Saints and Buccaneers hosting the Buccaneers. Uh, this was also kind of a n- not really that much of a contest. Mm-hmm. Derek Carr is awful. I hate watching him. We did get a Jameis Winston interception in this game, which was nice, but it was, I mean, it didn't mean anything. You know, they just threw him in there for one snap um, and just to air it out. Kind of like the Drew Brees days, and it was picked <laughs> off. But we, I, all I want is that the whole game. I want forty to thirty-five. You know, in this type of game, I don't even know if the Saints can do that. But I feel like Jameis gives you a chance to do that. It just chaos, you know. Um, Derek Carr and, is going to be lucky to get you twenty points. Exactly. I mean, they just can't do anything with him, and he's hurt. He's very hurt. Yeah. It's so I Dennis Allen just he just hates Jameis Winston at all costs. I don't know what he did. I don't know what maybe maybe Dennis Allen is a big lobster fan. And yeah, he could have like an ethic code thing that he just can't get over, but I'm sh- but then again, he's a domestic terrorist, so I don't know. Um Yeah, I was expecting Jameis to start that game. And I was thoroughly disappointed because I actually didn't know that he wasn't going to play until I was watching it on Red Zone and Derek Carr was waddling around and shit. So, um, yeah, that was that was good, disheartening. Though. The Bucks, Bucks look good, solid, solid. Yeah, not good, solid. You know, whatever. Um, this was maybe the best game during the day. Uh, Eagles. Commanders, um, we had the Eagles here, but what was it? Thirty-four, thirty-one was the final. I want to say overtime. Yeah, in overtime, uh, Sam Howell played tremendous after last week. Uh, his huge blunder, four interception game. Um, but like we said last week, you just have those games in the NFL, um, especially as pretty much a rookie quarterback. Jalen Hurts also looked really, really good in this game. A lot of people saying on TV that, you know, uh, they may have regressed a little bit. I think the defense has regressed somehow. I don't know why. They have a great front seven. I don't know. The secondary has just given up a lot of big plays, which is weird to me because they still have Darius Slay and pretty much all the same safeties from last year. So I don't know what's going on back there. But, um, yeah, Sam Howell. Looked really good. The commander's offensive line, not great, but Sam was actually getting the ball out quicker, and they didn't give up that many sacks to the Eagles. So, um, yeah, one of the best sacking teams in the yeah the nation. A lot of sacks. Speaking of, we'll get the to the worst a offensive sack. line. Um, yeah, I mean, this was a very, very fun game. Obviously, the Eagles are just the better team, and it was in Philadelphia, so I think that as a commanders fan, you can come away and be like, yeah, you know what? Our team's solid. We competed with one of the best. I was disappointed that we didn't get riverboat Ron in this game though. 
I was really thinking he was gonna he was gonna pull down on the goal line there, go for two to try and win the game, but he didn't. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I I didn't like that call. I was hoping he would. Yeah, you know, I know. Especially being on the road, you just let a exciting drive down the field. Exciting comeback too. And you know, the one thing he spoke to to the media about because everybody's asking that question, and I believe him. But it's also still tough to do what he did because he said all of his players were gassed and tired, um, and he just didn't think that going for two gave him the best shot at winning the game because of how gassed and tired they were. Well, I'm sure the Eagles' defense was just as gassed and tired. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Sometimes I think you got to roll with your boys, and usually Riverboat Ron will. Um, so and if you lose, I mean, don't get me wrong. There will always be people damned if you do, damned if you don't. You know, if they don't go for two and obviously lose in overtime like they do people will say oh you should have went for two but if you go for two and don't get it um then also you're also going to be damned but um, no, by I, the media so I, I trust my gut reaction like in the moment and in the moment i was hoping he would go for it because i thought that was the best chance to like you have the chance right now to win and i think you have to take that so yeah that's what i'm basing it off of uh um, Another sicko game, Minnesota-Carolina. Minnesota doesn't suck. Um, I think that's what we found out in this game. If they would have lost this, it's it would be full-on tank for Caleb season. But Also, the Panthers, I'm done picking the Panthers. I've seen enough. They don't have anything going for them. No. I don't know what happened. They were, they were not a bad team last year. You know what it is? Frank Reich. They replaced... I don't even know if it's the rise of the third Reich. I don't even know if it's him. They, the team is just bad. Is they replaced Matt Rule with a thinner, older Matt Rule? Mm, Matt Rule still has some joy in his life, though. Yeah, he, he's like getting back at it. Like Frank Reich is. I don't know when the Panthers and the Buccaneers play, but that is going to be the saddest, saddest coaching matchup ever. Yeah. Either of those guys smile. It, it's going to look like both of them are getting ready to cry at all times. You um, know what? I'll give some props to Todd Bowles, though, lately. He actually has been showing a little bit of emotion, everyone. It's usually after the game because during the game he's just, you know, one of those faces. But um, And it doesn't even look like he's ever even talking into his microphone either, like, all the other coaches are handling everything. It, like that's just what it looks like when they mm. pan over to him. But um, I'll give some credit to Todd Bowles this year. They're three and one. Todd Bowles' team is three and one. I thought they were going to be abysmal. So, and there's still time. Don't get me wrong. But Baker and Todd Bowles, who I did not think that was going to happen. So, yeah. Well, and Panthers suck. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what happened. I, I. Do you think Frank Reich's going to be on the hot seat? Do you think he could get fired after this year? Yes, but probably not. I don't know. Uh, Charlotte's not like a, a a boom in football city to where they're like forcing coaches out after one season, I don't feel like. So um, I feel like they might give him more time, even though he doesn't have the greatest resume in the world. No, but you don't need more time with him. Just it's not working. Uh, get him out of there. Change the vibe in the clubhouse. I, it's making me mad. 
Yeah, I don't know. The roster should not be this bad. Who do you go and get, though, right? I mean, obviously, I, I, we say that now. At the end of the season, there's going to be plenty of offense and defensive coordinators that are going to be looking for jobs. But um, but you got to at least wait till the end of the season, probably, or at least towards the end of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about, like, firing now, but, like, at the end of the year. Uh, my recommendation, if they do try to go after a new coach, is maybe don't hire a guy that got fired, like, two months ago. Um, that, no, that's that, not that true. Be, huh? He had been fired for a little bit, four months, Le- less than six months. Was Frank ago. Reich the head coach of the Colts last year? Yes, I th- remember Jeff Saturday came yeah, in. Like, Jeff Saturday 11. came in like and then won that one game and was the worst coach I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, that was when they blew that game to the Vikings. Um, it was with Jeff Saturday. Or actually, oh was my god, 31 to nothing? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it was, but yeah. How soon they forget? That was around Christmas time. I was at a Christmas party. We were dr- As we were in the car, it was 31 to nothing when we got out. And like, we were about to get back in the car, and it was like Vikings were tied or winning. It was insane. <laughs> yeah. That was insane. I remember... I was at a restaurant and I looked up and I was like, "Oh, that game's over." And I got back to my house and I'm like, "Oh, it's an overtime." Yeah, <laughs> how'd that happen? Uh, next game is this? No, this is the last game of the early slate. There's a lot of early games this week. Pittsburgh at Houston. Uh, Houston wins. They've they've looked solid, uh, and I think it's in, entirely because of their head coach. They, you know, D'Amico Ryan's. You can tell the team was just playing harder. They may not be as talented as some of the other teams, but they're playing harder, and C.J. Stroud's playing well. And the Steelers, they they have a – I don't even know about a terrorist. I think you could you could go even farther into the – he's a Nazi. Um, you could go even farther into, you know, he's a dictator, an authoritarian, um, communist, you know, all that type of stuff. That's That you can describe – Matt Canada with that. He, I don't know how he still has a job, personally. I'm just, I'm baffled. Um, the fact he had one of the worst offenses in the league last year, and then not only did they bring him back this year, but they promoted him. I don't know what they promoted him to exactly, but they promoted him. And he literally calls the same plays. He has the same four, he has the same four plays that he just runs over and over again. Doesn't matter the situation of the game. Doesn't matter the position on the field. It's the same four plays. It's just baffling how bad the offense is. And it it's literally, if I could describe it in one word, it's like Matt Canada played Madden for a week and wrote down the four best plays for Madden. And then he just uses them in the NFL. That's what it looks like. One thing I want to, I know you say this is a D'Amico Ryan's thing, why they're so successful. It's a it's also a C.J. Stroud thing. He's the best rookie quarterback. I know I said Anthony Richardson, probably a close second right now. C.J. Stroud is way ahead of schedule for these guys. I mean, he has got the most passes ever by a rookie without throwing an interception, and he kept it going, so the streak is still alive. Um their offense is like moving the ball because of him. It's not like just big plays to like Tank Dell 
or Nico Collins. They're hitting the big plays to Nico Collins and Tank Dell, but it's not just that. They're like actually moving the ball um, over to the Steelers. <sighs> Matt Canada, I. It's not just Matt Canada, too. I mean, that whole offense is abysmal. Najee finally looked actually competent this game, um, which was nice to see, um, especially against a solid defense. But, I mean, the final was like 30-6, to six and the Steelers were favored. You know, um, you know, you, you know, usually we're like, man, Vegas knows something. Vegas knows – they didn't know sh- – they didn't know anything about this game. I mean, the Steelers were awful. Um, they have – the highest percentage of three and outs in the NFL at 48% right now, which is the highest. And um, yeah, I don't, I don't really know what you do because you just, you, you can't obviously demote Matt Canada after you just promoted him. I don't know what you do. Kenny Pickett. It looks like he might be hurt. Although he was practicing today with this huge brace on his leg um, so that's just bad news too. Um, Almond's line still met as a mug, by the way. Um, and also, as a Steelers fan, and I said this before the season, George Pickens, what does this guy do? He just does weird stuff when other people have the ball. I don't know if you saw last week, I think it was. He tried to, like, throw a block and literally, like, just chucked his entire body and missed (laughs) at a guy. Um, But I thought – I said before the season, everybody's expecting George Pickens to break out. I said, like, 540 yards, maybe three touchdowns, something like that. The dude, they don't get him the ball. And they actually do try. Matt Canada does try, but they don't really connect very often. He's never really open. They don't incorporate Darnell Washington, who they said they would because he was just doing awesome stuff in the preseason. Pat Fryermuth got hurt. Um, shout out to Cole Komet, who I left on the bench, who had the biggest day of his fantasy career, by the way. Um, hey, don't forget I started tonight, Cam. I, I started Fryermuth. I did start Cole Komet. Um, I don't know. The, the whole offense is just in disarray. The defense was bad, but it's also hard, like I said earlier, for another team that I can't remember who we were talking about. Um, oh, the Packers. Um, if you don't score on offense, it just becomes very lopsided, and you, you're you not going to hold out the other team's offense every single time. Um, and we're at the point – and you know what, Luke? We've actually been doing this for like – this will be like the third year in a row where the Steelers are going to be like they're, they need a special teams touchdown and like a defensive touchdown to have any shot in games because the offense is so bad. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what the fix is. I Matt Canada, you said I don't know if he's a terrorist. I for now I think I'll probably stick with terrorist because it is domestic. It's here you, in the states. You throw out Aryan. I wouldn't say Nazi because I'll say this. I don't know what his end goal is. You know, the Nazis had an end goal. You know, Stalin had an end goal. What's Matt Canada's end goal? I don't know. He he. We don't even know that about Matt Canada. He <laughs> ha- he gives us nothing. You know, we we have no idea what he his plan is, his master plan. So, I I don't know. It just makes me think. What happened? What happened to Matt America? You know, what happened to this great country? 
that we have to use foreigners. Uh, some one, some stats I want to read off about Matt Canada. Um, average plays per drive, four point nine. Do you know where that ranks in the NFL? I would assume second to last or last. It's last. Um, yards per drive, twenty one point four. That is definitely last. Um, you know how long the average drive length lasts? 37 seconds. One minute and 59 seconds on okay. average. Dead last. <laughs> this this one is this one like of the most baffling seconds. ones, too. Percentage of drives ending in touchdowns, 8.7. <laughs> Do you even get 10 drives a game? Dead last. <laughs> How far last are they on that last one? I don't know. I, it, it just says the ranking of them. Okay, okay. Percentage like of drives ending in points. So this, just getting into field goal range, 17.9%. Yeah. There's like a wild stat that they've barely ran any plays. On the opponent's side of the 50-yard line. Yeah. It's it's baffling. And I don't know if that has to do with Matt. Obviously, it has a lot to do with him, but maybe they're off. Like, maybe, maybe Kenny Pickett sucks. Maybe he's no, just not that good. He's not. Right now, he's not that good. Sometimes, and this is just it, you know, this is where you need somebody that can develop this because he shows flashes. And I'm sure. Hell, I'm sure you've even watched some of the games where, like, during, like, a, a, a second half, he'll, like, lock in. And they'll go, like, three drives in a row. But you don't get that in the first half, ever. And then some games you don't ever even see that once. Not even one drive. Yeah, so, you're in the worst spot as a fan right now. You're in quarterback purgatory. But he's uh, young. You know, it's it's hard to call it purgatory because he's young. And you also have, like we said, a terrorist. So, I don't know. Yeah, but a lot of times you either want your guy to be – obviously, you want him to be really good. But if he's not really, really good, you want him to suck. So that, like, you're like, okay, we can move on from him. Um, Kenny Pickett is just right where, like, maybe he, maybe he can still do good and become one of the guys. It's probably not going to happen, though. Let's be honest. Um, yeah. Vegas at the Chargers. Uh, the Chargers won. <laughs> I'll give That's it all I have. In this I'll game. say one thing: uh, the former Purdue Boilermaker Aiden O'Connell actually looked like he can play in the league for a while. Um, I don't know if he'll ever be a, a starter, but like he did There's some good things. So yeah. And then this is the first. Um, there's there were two big games that involved sacks this week, so. Um, Carl Nassib, his socks would probably be going up and down. Six sacks for Khalil Mack. Um, <laughs> or, you know, six sacks. He tied the all-time record for not – wait, is it tied? Maybe he became the fourth player ever to get six sacks in a game. I think one player yeah. got seven. Der- uh, Derek Thomas got seven one time. That's insane. That's, that's, that's Rest insane. in peace, Derek Thomas. Um. So, yeah, he had six sacks in the game, revenge game against the Raiders, um, and he just molested the offensive line. So, once again, all massive socks going up and down. Um, 
that's about all I have in this game. <laughs> what are you shaking your head for, Dan? I that second comment about molestation and Carl Ness, that might have been <laughs> yeah, a, it's too far. That's too far. <laughs> that's insane. But um <laughs> New England at Dallas. Uh, moving on swiftly here. Um yeah, this game happened. The Patriots, this was literally one of the worst outings I've ever seen by no, this was the worst outing I've ever seen from Mac Jones. I mean, he was terrible, awful, abysmal. Trevon Diggs died during the week before, leading up to this game, and they Patriots couldn't do anything. They said it was the biggest loss in uh, Bill Belichick's career. I think it was, what, 38-3 to was the final, something like that. Yep. Um, Patriots might be dead for the rest of the year as well. Yeah, they're dead. Um, Christian Gonzalez got hurt for dead. the rest of the year. Yeah, Matthew Judon hurt dead for a while. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if he's out for the year, but yeah, they're they're completely dead. This is, I think it's the earliest that we've pronounced him dead ever. And what do you do if you're Belichick? Retire. Tanking is not in his blood. So what do you do? Uh, you just push through this year and then you retire. But what if? What if you get in, you know, what if you join the Tankathon? Which shout out to Tankathon. We need to start checking that here soon about week eight, probably. We'll yeah, start looking at Tankathon. Week six. Yeah. Um, what if you get in the race, though, for Caleb? Well, I don't think that's going to happen. But they could. They're, they're awful. Their defense is all right, but not last week. I don't know what to say. I mean, I'd have to look at their schedule. Um, they're awful. I guess they play the Jets again, but they're awful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, San Francisco well, – you know, I guess Dallas actually is good, by the way. We'll say that too. Um, mm. San Francisco – you know what? I'll give it to the birds here. Uh, Cardinals traveled to San Francisco. They hung around in this game. And then they didn't. They got walloped at the end. But it was like 21 to like 16 and stuff, or like 28-16. And it was, a, it was a football game. And then, um, you know, the 49ers finished the deal. But, uh, yeah, shout out to Josh Jobs. Finally got his jersey in stores, and that's about <laughs> all I have from that game. I think C-Mac had like four tutties. But yeah, Christian CMC, McCaffrey is just – he is so good. Yeah. And it <laughs> – Maybe the Christian McCaffrey injury curse is over because I set I set the over under at week three and a half, and we're going into week five, and you know he's the best running back in the league. So well, he did get hurt, but he's back. Okay, well that's a precursor for what's going to happen this week. <laughs> Dallas, you're telling me Jerry's not going to put something in the turf? <laughs> Tell me Dan Quinn's not going to be going for those kneecaps? You think they're not going to hire the sod father for one weekend of football? Yeah, you're probably right. And then there goes Christian McCaffrey the rest of the year. So honestly, if I had him in fantasy, I I trade him right now. It's infinite value. You wouldn't trade him. You no, wouldn't. I, I, there's nothing you could even get for him unless. I mean, there's no player that's been better. So yeah. Um, um, Kansas City, the Jets. Good game. Fun game. Zach Wilson better than Mahomes. No. People were Not, saying it wasn't. 
People t- talking about that, not even funny. Doesn't even make me giggle. Here's the thing with Zach Wilson is that he, he's been getting better the last few weeks, and he really well, is. He's the guy. Out of Dallas. There, there's no other guy that they could bring in other than maybe with if the Vikings are bad enough, Kirk Cousins, but that's probably not going to happen, let's be honest. He's the, he's, he's the guy the rest of the year. He's the best option. Um, <laughs> what? Jameis. They could definitely bring in Jameis. I don't, don't know. contract. He's only on a one-year contract. They could do it. Where's Bridgewater in all this, too? I mean, I'm not saying that you bring in Bridgewater over, yeah, you're right, over Zach Wilson, but just putting some names out there. Two gloves, Teddy? Yeah. Tripod Teddy. <laughs> that picture in Denver. I was afraid to mention. <laughs> uh, and then Monday night, Seattle at the Giants. And uh, once again, Carl Nassib, his socks are going up and down for this game. 11 sacks from the Seahawks. I mean, that that has to be a dream for Carl Nassib. Uh, I'm going a little overboard on this right now. I got, <laughs> I got to tune it back a little bit. Uh, but yeah, eleven sacks. God dang! <laughs> I mean, you can't t- eleven sacks. It's Carl crazy, Nelson. but Michael Sam. Shout out to we get, we get it, huh? We get the joke. We yeah, get. The yeah, joke. I know. That's why I said I'm going overboard. I, I, I gotta, I gotta tune it back here. But yeah, anyway, just <laughs> domination from Seattle. The Giants are bad. Yeah, yeah. three. It, actually, here's the thing. And I'll let you go on whatever you're going to say. But the Giants are 1-3 this year. They're 0-3 in prime time. With the exception of last year, do you remember how bad Daniel Jones was in prime time? I think it's just back. I think the bad Daniel Jones is just back in prime time. They might be fine in the regular games. Yeah. Yeah, I you know, whenever I think of Daniel Jones in prime time, and it's not really his fault. Um, well, it is his fault because he sucks in prime time. But um, is just that one fake Buffalo Wild Wings commercial, you know, where uh, Daniel Jones, no one, even on the screen, uh, he has a breakaway touchdown and then he slipped and fell. And they lost that game. Um, and then there's the fake Buffalo Wild Wings commercial where that guy, you know, it shows him like pu- pushing a button or like pulling a lever and a like a – what is it? a sprinkler pops up and he like trips over it. Um, that's what I that's what I always think about when I think about Daniel Jones in prime time, and it showed again. I mean this this was a little bit of an eyesore for a Monday night game. Um, I don't know what else to really say about it. I mean he was just as bad as Mac Jones in this game. So um, and that's saying a lot. Like those two were awful this week. Um, and they're kind of about the same pedigree, except Daniel Jones has had a he had a really good season last year, but this was unbelievably bad. And oh my gosh, Dable was just I felt bad for Dable. He looked unbelievably upset. Luke towards the end of the game, he started to look really fat too. I mean, yeah. when you're down by that much, I get it. And he was in a sweatshirt that like I swear at the beginning of the game didn't even make him look fat, almost like a slimming sweatshirt. And as the lead just got out of hand, they just started stretching out. Yeah, it just got he just got fatter, and you know, uh, 
I'll say this about Mike McCarthy too. Mike McCarthy has not looked fat once this year, even in uh, the the loss against the Cardinals. Didn't look fat. <laughs> So you got to give it to him, but Brian Dable, holy moly, that dude was large in this at the end of this game. So, um, and his forehead wasn't even that shiny. So, <laughs> just you know, a really rough day all all around for the Giants. Their defense is not very good. Mm-hmm. Seattle is solid. They have a kid, Devin Witherspoon. My goodness, he flies around like Cam Chancellor, but he's playing slot cornerback. And the, the broadcasters the whole game are like, uh, this guy is like gonna die because of how hard he, he plays quarterback or cornerback. Um, but he just doesn't care. He had uh two sacks in this game where he one of them he literally just blindside um popped Daniel Jones and it was a beautiful sack. And then um uh there was also a he had a ninety nine yard pick six or ninety seven yard pick six. I mean, this dude's a stud out of Illinois. Illinois. Right. What's that? I said out of Illinois, right? Yeah, out of Champaign. Fifth pick in the draft. So, yeah, you hope the kid's a stud. But, I mean, I mean, he flew around like an old Legion of Boom member. So, yeah, Seahawks winning the draft again. A couple years in a row here. Yeah, they're um, reassembling that Legion of Boom. Yeah. Um, and then that's what that's what happened. That's what happened. So, um, anything? No. Covered that. It's uh, about. That's all I got. Yeah, that's it. Fantasy that's it. corner. Let's go. Yeah. Pretty pretty standard. Uh, pretty standard show today. Um, Cam, did you listen to the my solo episode? Only I've only got through like the beginning. <laughs> that was god awful to record. <laughs> It was about 15 minutes in, and I'm like, oh, my God. What am, what am I doing? I'm just talking to no – I'm just yapping. Yapping. Just, just yapping. Just yapping. Um, um, but, yeah, let's let's get to Fantasy Corner here. I, I think you're first on the sheet this week. I am. I am. I clocked in first. Um, <laughs> my stardom is Tez Waka. He – the NCAA finally granted him immediate eligibility today, by the way. And all kinds of uh, – there was a video that UNC posted, the football team, of him walking into the – like the coaches called him in to tell him that he was eligible to play. And I seriously – I teared up on the shuttle bus watching it. Uh, coach Mack like told him that, you know, he was eligible. And the other coach, the wide receiver coach, told him that he was eligible. And, you know, there was just like an embracing moment. But it was just so cool. And then – there was uh, the NCA released a statement basically saying, like, uh, we got new evidence that allowed us to clear um, Tez Walker, but they wouldn't say what the new evidence was. That's because there was new evidence. There was no yeah. new evidence. It was they just, just came around. Yeah, they were, they were just tired of being berated. Um, apparently, there was a whole ass court case uh, that was suing the NCAA um, and a bunch of like, Board of Governors were signing off on it throughout all the universities in the state of North Carolina, and it was a court case that even with the lawyers that the NCAA can hire, which is anybody, they were like, well, we're going to lose this court case, so I guess they just gave it up. Um, uh, the AD took some shots at uh, North or at the NCAA. They were like, 
They finally gave up or gave Taz's eligibility, blah, 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 blah. They said that they were lacking evidence, which was fake. And he basically just shot that right back at the NCAA. So the NCAA in North Carolina, tension. So <laughs> I will say this, though. Like, well, with all this going honest, on. NCAA has tension with every school. Yeah, but now, like, NCAA, they hate North Carolina right now. I mean, they, they've they gotten them some bad screen time that they did not want over the past few weeks, which deservedly so. I have no idea why they even did this, the NCAA. I mean, to send a message, but to who? To who? Why just North Carolina? I did I didn't get it. So um hopefully North Carolina dots their eyes crosses their T's going forward because they're they're definitely gonna have a watchful eye on them just because of this involvement. But yeah, Tez Walker is a stud. Um so yeah, start him. He's gonna be able to play, I think, this week. So he's been practicing with the team all year long, goes to all the games, whatever, and uh, it's become national news because he's such a good player, but um, they finally get him this week against Syracuse. Um, so, yeah. Um, my sit-em is Oklahoma, Luke. Uh, get ready for a boat race in the Red River rivalry. And it's, and by boat race, I mean probably like 45-17 to 17 Texas, because last year it was 49 to nothing. First ever, I think. Texas shutout in the Red River rivalry, and Oklahoma always beats these guys in the Red River, at least in recent history. Well, now uh, Texas dominated last year, and it's going to be the same shit, different day this year, Luke. Um, I, I think it'll be a little closer. I do too. That's why I'm saying Oklahoma's 45 better. to 17. 45 to 17. Why people don't like this take, and it's like, well, at least Oklahoma's offense got better, so that's why I'm saying 45 to 17. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my, my sit is Oklahoma. They're going to get boat raced, I think. And I think Dylan Gabriel is good, but he doesn't account for 49 points. So, uh, Brent Venables is going to be kicking himself after this one. Um, and then my sleeper Luke is Mizzou nuclear reactors. And you might be like, what, what does that even mean? Well, two days ago. Mizzou broke ground at the MU Research Reactor, expanding the facility with MURR West. The 47,000-square-foot addition will boost nuclear science research in life-saving medical isotope production. Well, Luke, we start 5-0, and and now we're increasing our nuclear stockpile. Um, but an, an even bigger stat here is we already led the country – the entire country in megawatts, which is uh, for nuclear reactors, the that's the unit that they use, megawatts. And we clear everybody. The next closest was six megawatts. We have 10 megawatts. To put it in perspective, some of the other SEC schools, um, Texas A&M, 1.000005 megawatts. Um, Texas, 1.1 megawatts. We have 10 megawatts. And we're building a 47,000-square-foot facility to increase this megawattage. Um, so is this like is that? Um, what, what is Wisconsin? Do they have three megawatts? Uh, Wisconsin, one megawatt. Well, he's retired now, so. Yeah. Um, MIT, six megawatts is actually the second closest. Rhode Island has two megawatts. Um, so, yeah, we have the strongest nuclear program, so, you know. 
watch out. Um, we are the only school uh, or with the president that dropped a, uh, an atomic bomb, so, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> there is some speculation that uh, <laughs> inspectors from the International Atomic Jayhawk Agency will be uh, allowed in to make sure that Mizzou is only using their nuclear reactors for peaceful purposes. Uh, Are so, they scared that we're going to attack the KU campus or something? I, I don't know. That's why they might be sending inspectors. So, um, yeah, Mizzou on the move. Are so my sleepers Mizzou nuclear reactors? That's actually a good point, though. That the one president, the one person in history that authorized um, a nuclear bomb to be dropped, went to the University of Missouri. So it's it kind of is like he probably donated eight of those megawatts. You know, to the university himself, he probably paid for him. Um, maybe Mizzou's producing the next Oppenheimer. Yeah. Well, he didn't go to Mizzou, but our mascot is named after him. Where'd he go? I thought he went to Mizzou. He went to UMKC, I think. Oh, which technically thing. is still a Missouri system school. Um, yeah. so Mizzou, Rolla. UMKC, but um, yeah, so we are about to dominate in megawatts. So we already do. We already do. We already do. Yeah, yeah, you're right. We already do. So, um, my stardom, I, I got two of them. My first one is Trevor Bauer. Uh, came out. I don't know if you watched that video this week that he posted, but he. He came out with a bunch of evidence basically proving that he was innocent in the whole thing and that the chick that accused him of all this stuff made it up to get money out of him. Um, and he had some some screenshots of texts to her friend that she was like, I'm going to try and get this money out of him. I'm going after him, blah, blah, blah. Very wild stuff. And apparently her lawyers knew about all this evidence and uh, just refused to share it, which is a big no-no. And they're they're probably done. Their careers are cooked. But yeah, it. I mean, I don't even know if you can start them. It's just a huge, huge tough scene. I know we haven't done tough scene for a long time, but it's a tough scene because he got the longest non PED suspension in MLB history. Um, and by non PED, I mean lifetime ban. That's the only suspension that's been longer than this one in MLB history. Is they were permanently banned from the league. Um, 324 games and he didn't really even do anything. And the thing was, is that he, he wasn't convicted and the MLB still gave him this suspension. So I, I, I guess it is what it is, but his suspension, I think is cleared. I think they, they cleared the rest of his suspension. So it started midway through last year. So he would have had some, uh, in this year, but they cleared the rest of it already. The Dodgers officially have released him, so he's a free agent to sign. And I would imagine he ends up on a team next year. Maybe a team like the Reds, you know, kind of just mediocrity. But I think he'll be Maybe. back in the league. Maybe the Yankees? No. They have not. They don't have good luck with signing pitchers. Look at how the last wow. year turned out. All yeah. dead. Okay. Um, yeah, start him. So we can't make 
No, never mind. Okay. You can't make the jokes anymore? Well, we weren't actually... I was going to say that we actually weren't really making any jokes about it because it was such a tough situation. Yeah. I was thinking about it. I was like, I remember we... I think last year when we talked about it, we even said, like, all right, we're about to talk about something kind of graphic. So... Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, man, what was I gonna say? It, I mean, the the jokes. It, it always the state. The thing you always want to say is, wait for all the facts to come out. Well, all the facts have come out, and similar to the Matt Areza situation, it looks like it was kind of staged. Fugazi. Yeah, Fugazi. So, um. Obviously, I'm I'm always siding with the victim, but if the victim is proven to just be lying, that they should face big punishment. Yeah, you know, if if you're, you're you're trying to take down someone's life intentionally by smearing them with that type of stuff, I think your life should be ruined too. So, you know, the legal system doesn't represent that yet. Maybe it should. Uh, my other stardom is just MLB retirements. So around the league, we said goodbye to a bunch of legends. Um, Brandon Crawford being one of them. That one surprised me from the Giants. Uh, Zach Granke, it's a household name. He, he's he gone. Uh, Miguel Cabrera, a no doubt first ballot Hall of Famer, one of the greatest hitters of all time. He's actually the only player that debuted in the MLB before I was born that was still left. He's the only current player to debut before I was born. So that's kind of – That's a wild thing. Yeah. That's a make-you-feel-old type of moment. Um, and then Adam Wainwright said goodbye to the Cardinals, had the big ceremony on Sunday. Uh, and It's just kind of sad that it's over. You know, like all those careers, those are guys I've been following my my whole life, and it's, it's over for all of them. Um, the Wainwright run obviously hurts the most, but – you know, it was cool to see him get the the last at bat, and Yadier Molina surprised him by coming out of the dugout, being there for his final day. Um, that was pretty cool. And I don't know if you saw the ceremony or not, Cam. You were probably watching football, which I don't blame you. But the Cardinals, uh, I do believe he's president. Maybe he's, I, yeah, we'll say he's the president. Bill DeWitt's son, right? The owner, Bill DeWitt, his son, Bill DeWitt the third. Yeah, he did most of the talking, like the honoring, giving out the gifts and stuff, and that you know, I had a bunch of silly gifts and guitars, and they brought Adam Wayne right out a puppy and all that. But what I thought was cool, he painted a portrait of Adam Wainwright, and it was solid. Like it, it's pretty cool. It, this is the type of impact that Adam Wainwright had on people. Like, hey Chris man, Carpenter. owners' kids have to go to school too. Well, yeah, but I, <laughs> come on, he owns the Cardinals. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's be real here but i mean chris carpenter the guy who was one of the most intense pitchers of all time he's locked in he went up to give a speech he couldn't even do it because he was so emotional that's how big of an impact adam wainwright had on his life um and bill dewitt when he was addressing it he prefaced it with well adam you've always wanted to be a singer songwriter type of person you always wanted to be a performer with the you know songs you just went out and did it he goes i've always kind of wanted to get into painting you know, so you inspired me to go out and do this. This is the type of stuff that Adam Wainwright does. I mean, he he doesn't do it intentionally. He's won a Roberto Clemente Man of the Year award, um, and then he's you know he's touched so many people, not even players and people he knows personally. But I know that there's been some people in my life that 
use him as a huge role model, just not even baseball wise, but just as, you know, to live their life. Like, and that's pretty cool when, when you have a guy like that, um, people forget that he came back from an Achilles care, Achilles tear in like five months. He tore it in mid April and he was pitching back in the MLB by the end of September. So maybe Aaron Rodgers can do it. Yeah, I I think Rodgers can do it. Um Your sit him? Yeah, my sit him is Marlins man. This is interesting. Because we haven't heard from Marlins man in a while, right? Uh, he had some beef with the Marlins organization that came out about a year ago. Um, I think it was particularly Derek Jeter that he had beef with, but he's gone now. Well, he was at the playoff game, you know, this week. Marlins were back in the playoffs for the first time with fans since 2003. The only other time they made the playoffs is 2020. There wasn't any fans. So this is the first time Marlins man is able to go to a Marlins playoff game, really ever, since he's been created. And he was in Milwaukee for the Diamondbacks and Brewers. Um, just completely avoiding the Marlins game, which was just baffling. I don't think he goes to Marlins games anymore. No, he doesn't. So why would he go back? Well, it wasn't in Miami. It was in Philly. Mm, okay. Does he go to any Marlins games? I don't think so. He had a big falling out with the Marlins organization. I don't I don't think he buys games. But he still wears the Marlins gear. Yeah, I think his reason was... Because the Diamondbacks were so firmly in that number five seed space that he was like, well, if the Marlins make the playoffs, they're going to be the sixth seed going to Milwaukee. But then, you know, the Diamondbacks got swept the last year in Miami or the last series of the year. Miami leaped them at the last second. So he'd already he'd already bought the tickets and made his plans for Milwaukee that he was like, well, I guess I'll just go and enjoy that game. So, but yeah, sit them because you can't do that. The first first time you can go to a playoff game for your team and you don't it's yeah it's making me think can but he's mar he's like he's marlin's man like he has to wear the the bright orange right he's marlin's mm-hmm. man but he doesn't go to any of the marlin's games he's kind of just man <laughs> i don't i don't know he's just orange man yeah i mean it's, it's like donald trump like he won't it's interesting to me. Like he's still Marlins man, but does he even? I need him to go on pardon my take or something because, like, is he still a Marlins fan? But he just won't go to any of the games. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, and then another sitem could just be literally the first round of the playoffs because all four of the series were sweeps, and that's no fun. You know, you want you want late action. You want game. They're three. already over. Yeah. Is it best of three? Yeah, it's best of three, and all of them ended in two games. Wow. Okay, well, we're moving right along. Yeah, your Rays World Series prediction, they're done. Um, Did I predict the Rays to win? To go to the World Series. I said Braves. I said Braves. It's like beating the Rays. It's like March Madness. I've still got my team alive. (laughs) My bracket's busted, but I still got one alive. (laughs) <laughs> you still have the big dog. Well, the the bad part is, is that we all, me, you, and Jake, all had the Braves winning. So you can't pick up any points on us if we're doing March Madness style. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, Jake also had the Rays. He also had the Rays going to the the big World Series. So 
tough scene for them. Uh, but yet all the other teams were kind of like expected, like the Brewers, the Marlins, the Blue Jays. Like none of them really excited anyone. So next round will be better. Uh, and then my sleeper is Mizzou, which I don't I don't know if I can really make this a sleeper. I'm going to check the line on this. But this week against six and a LSU, half. this is a good lead-in, too, to talk about this game here. Oh, never mind. Mizzou is plus four. Uh, oh, it moved. That's a big move. It was six and it a half opened. last time I looked. Yeah, it was plus six and a half. So people are betting on Mizzou. Um which is probably not a good sign <laughs> if it's trending that way. But, yeah, it's plus four. They are ranked higher than LSU. They're 21. LSU's at 23. Mizzou's undefeated. But LSU is, you know, they're the big purple Tigers. Go Tigers. So Yeah. Uh, there's a new – who has a better Tiger mascot, Truman or – I don't even remember. What is his name? It's not true. T- Truman is one of the ugliest mascots. Respectfully. I love Truman. Seen. I like Truman. love him. Mike the Tiger. Yeah, I think. I don't Mike's kind of ugly. I like Truman's uh, mascot head better than Mike the Tiger. Mike the Tiger, LSU. Um, I'm looking it, at it, it right now. It just shows an actual tiger for me. Mike the Tiger, LSU. Yeah, they do have tigers. They do keep real tigers. We don't do that. We just have megawatts. <laughs> yep. <laughs> What's more powerful, a tiger or this megawatt? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, um, it's like yeah, that I one. I, he's not bad. The best tiger still goes to Clemson, though. Ugh. What? I forgot his name, too. I know which one you're talking about, though. That, it was so sarcastic, too. That's the ugliest thing ever, too. He's uglier than, than uh, Truman, the Clemson Thank guy. you. Clemson one is just disgusting. Um, <laughs> yeah, what are you feeling about this game, Cam? You've been to four out of the five games. One yeah. thing I want to mention about last week's game at Vanderbilt, they were literally building the stadium <laughs> during the game. There was a construction the first time, by the way. There, that is, that's insane. We're in the middle of an we're in the middle of SEC football and you have a construction crew building the stands right behind the end zone. It was one of the most insane things I've ever seen. That's yeah, I, I don't know what to tell you except that's Vanderbilt football. I mean kick them out of the SEC. They're built on stuff like that. Uh literally. Uh so yeah, I, it was a wild thing to see. It was also awesome, like when we would score a touchdown and you just see like a construction worker turning around because he heard like the alarm that a touchdown was just scored, you know, it's like, <laughs> that's a nice, just union worker, just you know, taking a quick little break, um, you know, to catch some ball, you know? So I respect that actually. He's on the clock watching an SEC game. Looking yeah. That's that. literally my dream. So yeah. In person. He's not even watching it on TV. Like he's, yeah, right there. There, they probably don't get shit done during while they're work like during the game. <laughs> no, there's no way they probably bring some brewskis. They just make yeah. a boys' day out of it. Yeah, and like I said, I don't blame them. But like, you think like people in charge of that crew for that Saturday are just like these guys mailed it in once kickoff happened? I mean, Jesus. 
So, <laughs> they yeah, they're probably a little behind. Maybe that's why they have to work on Saturdays is because they're just behind. So, uh, um, yeah, yeah. LSU at Mizzou. Uh, I hate to say it, but um, two our pass defenses struggled a little bit lately, and so has our run defense off and on. But I feel like our pass defense has given up some plays, and I've been a little bit shocked about it. Um, it's usually it's usually on uh, Charleston, um, which not to just throw him under the bus, but it seems like he struggled here and there. Um, yeah, I, I feel, the bus, but. yeah, I feel like if Chris Abrams drain. And Ennis Rakestraw, because Ennis Rakestraw had a good game last weekend, actually. Um, but he's been banged up off and on a little bit. If they have a good week of practice, you know, don't rebang themselves up. You know, Dalen, um, Carlisle, you know, if they – we got to be able to lock down, uh, take away Malik Neighbors, and we'll be good to go. Um, they've got a couple other guys. They have a good tight end, Taylor. Um, and obviously the – Obviously, Mizzou's biggest kryptonite, Luke, ever since we've been little babies babies. running quarterbacks. So um, whether that be a wide receiver playing quarterback for a game or a stud quarterback like Jaden Daniels who can actually just do both. Now, I will say this. Jaden Daniels, tough guy, but he gets killed once a week. So I'm kind of hoping that we can eliminate him as well this week. It'd be cool if it was like DeHoppa, Tyron Hopper just lays him out, or uh, Dalen Carnell, you know, comes and lays the boom, or maybe, uh, you know, a cornerback blitz with like Rake Straw or Charleston just laying his ass out. That'd be cool um, because he just I, – I got to give it to him. He, he gets hit so hard. He gets back up, but he gets hit hard better than just about anybody in the country. So you got to give it to him there. Um, yeah, I think Mizzou's going to win this game, actually. Oh, really? I do. I actually do. Okay. Um, I think I it's going to be a sleeper. I put him as the sleeper because they're definitely like a sleeper kind of upset pick here. But I don't know if I could come out and say that they I, they win this game. I think I – as. As a person who predicted LSU to win the national title this year, right? Probably wow. not going to happen. They already have two losses. If they're they go, out. No, if they win out. out, they can maybe have a chance. You know, it's like beating Georgia, beating Alabama, beating some of those teams. They could maybe have a chance, but it's. I mean, they lose one more time, it's it's done. Um, hundred percent. I predicted that team to win the national title this year. I predicted Jalen Daniels to win the Heisman. So if Mizzou beats them this week, I think I have to be in on Eli Drinkwitz. I think I have to reverse that. Just out of respect for him beating my national title pick. I mean, I was shitting on him. I've been shitting on him forever. I you know, I, I don't think he's the guy. He can't coach. He can't call an offense, blah, blah, blah. The offense has looked really, really good this year. Maybe because Past of three Moore. games. Vanderbilt. Yeah, Memphis, Kansas State. Yeah, Brady Cook uh, broke the all-time SEC record for most passing attempts without an interception. That was kind of cool. Um, he's been really good this year. Luther Burden is the best receiver. He's literally, yeah, in the country, and he's a sophomore. That's wise, especially. He's a true sophomore. It's insane. Um. So yeah, I, 
that with all that happening, if he beats, I mean, I'm saying he can't he can't take Mizzou to the next level. He can't beat those teams. Well, I'd be a hypocrite if he beat LSU and I if I'm and I'm not in on him. So I have to be. So drink. This is the game. This is a huge. Uh, what do we call them? Evaluation games last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This one and zero so far. One and zero. Uh, or did we count Memphis or Vanderbilt as one too? I think not Vanderbilt. You can't do that. But I think we counted Memphis as one, which is fair. They're a good team. Yeah. So that's two and zero. You could be three and zero in evaluation games. Six and zero overall. And what's the word on campus, Cam? I'm going to be there at the game on Saturday. But if Mizzou wins, are we are we storming the field again, or is it no a no go? No, okay. I had this discussion today actually about. Two and a half hours ago, I had this discussion. Uh, I think technic- I think we're ranked higher. I think it's 21 versus 23, and we're at yeah. home. Underdogs. I'm one thing, yeah, still, yeah, they're favored. Um, if you end, if you win on a game-winning kick, though, yeah, there's, I'm sorry, they're, they're going to run onto the field. They're going to run onto the field. It's a fat kicker. Um, you're going <laughs> to run onto the field. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do, and I think this is. I just said, I said Mizzou's going to win, but I think it's going to be a thriller. Like, there's no way that Mizzou's going to win this game convincingly. Though, even if they get like a two possession lead, they'll play down, let them come back. That's just how it is around here. So, um, it's going to be a thriller. I'm excited that you guys are coming up for it. Um, should be a really fun Saturday, 11 a.m. Got to be in the seats by 10:30. Um, that's been a big news. News break uh, throughout the week. Drink once us there by 10.30. Supposedly something really fun is going to happen at 10.30 in the stadium. Is gonna, We're going to be in our st- seats by 10.30. Does it involve a helicopter by chance? I've heard some rumors that it might involve a helicopter by chance. That so, would be sick. So, yeah. I know he's been like the, he's been the guy that's been throwing that around for a long time, like entering the field on a helicopter, but he's never actually done it. So... That would be pretty cool. Um, 10.30. I guess we'll keep that in mind. That's early. <laughs> it's early. Don't worry. We're going to be up way earlier than that, too. So you better lock um, in. Yep. Um, yeah, I think we better get to the picks here. We're, we're running out of time. we got to yeah. fly through these picks. Um, yeah, what's your final score prediction, though, for this game? Real quick. Uh, 32-29, Mizzou. Even though they scored like 50 last week, LSU did. 32-29. Okay. Uh, I, I'll go with the more basic score. I'll go 28-25. to 25. There, I think there will be LSU. more points than that. It, either someone, one of those teams is going to put up way more points than that, I think. All right. All right, Cam, it is your week to pick. Um, we went 9-7 and seven last week. Not very good for week four, but uh, there was a couple things that weren't our fault. Like I said, Jameis Watson, Jameis didn't play. Deshaun just died apparently, Um, and uh, we thought the Bengals could maybe figure it out. Also, the Texans thing. What the heck? Yeah, that's not our fault. But here we go, week five. This is when we really got. I mean, our record. We're only six games above 500. Don't get me wrong. We had a horrendous start, and we had to pick up some wins to get back in over 500. But 
I I'm expecting we gotta kind of pick it up a notch. Yeah, we gotta go. So yeah, um, Chicago, Washington, uh, Washington, Lucas. That's my pick. Yeah, there's there's no way you can pick a Bears team. Yeah, on the never. road right now. Um, okay, this one's interesting. <laughs> Jacksonville at Buffalo in London, the second week in a row. What, Jacksonville. You mean the London Jaguars? I but like you would think I'd pick Jacksonville here. They play there all the time. I'm they're, going they're Buffalo at home. This is a home game for the Jaguars. It is, but I'm sorry. I'm taking Buffalo. They they haven't lost since that Jets fiasco. Uh, do you remember the game a few years ago uh, when Urban Meyer was still the head coach and they beat the Bills 9-6? to six? Yes. That was in Jacksonville. That was in Jacksonville, though. I don't care. Keep it in your brain. <laughs> if that happens, I... There's no way I'll be awake at 9.30. Never mind. Um, <laughs> Houston at Atlanta. It's uh, 8.30. That's Eastern time, 9.30. So. Jesus. Yeah, I'm definitely not going to be awake. Even at 9.30, I'm not going to be awake. Um, Houston at Atlanta. Mm. Uh, give me. Give me Houston. Houston, we have a problem. Thoughts. Desmond Shitter. Has been really shittering. Yeah, I I think Atlanta's going to win. Like if I was picking, I'd pick Atlanta, but I don't know if I want to use a veto. I'll, we'll come back to it. Um, veto with Desmond Ritter. They're hot too. They're hot. Um, Carolina at Detroit. Detroit. Although this is you know yep. a game that Detroit would lose just for fun. That that's true. Um, they drop these types of games. Okay, so I'm gonna. Pick Indianapolis here, and I know we just watched Tennessee wallop Cincinnati. This is one on the road. Titans haven't won on the road yet this year. And and they they haven't won back to back games yet. Like they just get walloped the next week. So also I think this is gonna be a game that Jim Ursay opens the roof for. So I'm all I'm all for that Colts pick. Alright, perfect. Um <sighs> <laughs> yeah, Giants, Giants at Miami. I'm gonna go with Miami. You're gonna pick it right back up where they left off a couple oh, this weeks one's ago. Disgusting. Um. Oh my God. New Orleans at New England. Um. This is a bell check game. I. I might go out on a limb here and Luke and say this one is spiraling out of control. I, I, this is like a twelve to seven type of game. Yeah, that I think the Saints are going to have twelve. Okay. I mean, you can you can ponder it. Think no, about I, it. I vetoed with New England twice this year, and both of them lost. So I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm just it. I got to see. It. Lose this game, will you be like, all right? Maybe it is Caleb. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Um, Baltimore at Pittsburgh. I mean, this will probably end up being a really gross, close game, but I'm going to take Baltimore. I think they're just better. And uh, like I just went on a 10-minute rant about an hour ago. I mean, they're in complete disarray. The Steelers are, so 
Yeah, that's valid. I'm fine with that. Um, Philly at LA Rams. I think this is actually going to be a really good game. Um, I still think Philly is going to start off five and zero. But I okay. that'll be a close game. I think the final score in that one's going to be like twenty seven, twenty three, or something. I think if I was a better, I would bet on the Rams in this game. But I, I I'm not going to veto. I can I see Cooper Cup maybe cover or to win. Uh, to win. Okay. Definitely to cover. Cooper Cup is not in. At least he's no. not on my fantasy team. Okay. There was rumors he might come back this week, but it might be next week. So. Um. Oh my God. Cincinnati. Yeah. I'm sorry. Arizona. I can't take Cincinnati. I can't. They're abysmal. Unless they start a different court, I can't. He's a refrigerator. Josh Dobbs actually competent. You, you want to do that clause game? If Joe Burrow's, if anyone besides Joe Burrow starts, we can go with Cincinnati. Well, that's probably not going to happen. So. No, I actually am just going to take Arizona. All right. I think the you know, Cincinnati is also in complete disarray. I'm fine with that. Uh, I know that it's gross. Arizona is gross, but th- and this is really this really is a must win game for Cincinnati. But it's one of those things like we did last year where it's we have to see it. We haven't yeah. seen it. It all I have Cincinnati, so we got to see it. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, I think Jets are going to win this one. At Denver? And, yeah, and I think it'll be close just because Broncos are at home and the Jets suck. But let me tell you this. Zach Wilson has some experience playing at higher elevations. Went to BYU, or literally a mountain backdrop. Um, I, so I'm going to just go off of that. Give me the jets. All right. Um, also the Broncos suck. Um, Kansas city at Minnesota. You have to keep in mind the NFL is rigging games for the chiefs. That's true. Yeah, you're right. They're sweet. Yeah. Um, and then Dallas at San Francisco, Ooh. easily the game of the week. My goodness. Um, I thought it was at Dallas. I, I'm mistaken. When I made that yeah. comment about Jerry Jones putting yeah. the turf on, it was because Son I thought it was in Jerry World. Uh, San Fran until proven otherwise, I think. Yeah, you have to. It's kind of like the same everyone. thing with the Philly. Um, Going to be a good game, I think. And this is a game Dak can win, and we'll be like, yeah, Dak is good, and we just like making fun of him. <laughs> That's just how it is. Um, Green Bay at Las Ve- Jesus Christ. Green Bay at Las Vegas. Um, Green Bay. We can't pick the Raiders. I, I won't allow you to. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, you know how bad the Raiders are? They're bad. Yeah. I agree. No, you're Josh right. Daniels? No, you're right. No, I'm good. Hold on. Okay. I just I had to. There's one thing I want to bring up. We're talking up. about big games in the NFC and stuff, like the Dallas uh, San Francisco game. <laughs> the Eagles go on a stretch. I thought this was interesting. I looked up their schedule. Oh, the it's brutal. Day. It's brutal. They Find have one, two, hell. three, four, five, six, seven, eight weeks where this is the games. Uh, versus Miami, <laughs> at Washington. Versus Dallas, and then they have a bye week, and then they have at Kansas City Sunday night football, Monday night football, 
Super Bowl rematch. Versus Buffalo. <laughs> versus the Niners. And then at Dallas. That is just a gauntlet. Yeah, so that'll be fun brutal. for Philly. Something to keep in mind. But there. they'll be so damn ready for the playoffs. Yeah. Those are all playoff teams. So, wow. Yeah. All right. That's well, the picks. I may talk to you off script, and I may veto that Houston one to, to Atlanta. But I'm not going to do it right now. I'll, I'll have to let that <laughs> marinate for a little bit. But yeah, What I'm, do you I'm have against the, the Stroud boys? What do you see in Atlanta? I see a gross young way coup game-winning field goal. <laughs> In a 19 to 17 game. That hasn't happened yet this year. It's bound to. You keep seeing this, but it hasn't happened. It, it happens at least twice every year. I'm just saying. Uh, all right. Thank you guys for tuning in. And we'll see you next week.